Hello! お疲れ様です和子です今日はリスナーさんの、えー、リクエストにお答えしてアメリカの高校でためになったまたは学んだことについて話していきたいと思いますそれでは今日は私たちのことを学んだことについて話していきたいと Uh, followed me from the very beginning of the time in Chotto Soto.、Um, I actually covered what I learned in college,、um, I think in episodes four through seven. So there are four parts to it,、um, and there are 11 things that I learned in college. So、um, feel free to go back to those four episodes and listening to those、um, after, after finishing this episode. Um, ペンネームの、えー、手が震えてるマン<笑>さんからいただきました、えー、と手が震えてるマンさん、えー、とリクエストありがとうございます、えー、と多分ほとんどの方が意味わかんないと思うんですけどこの方は、えー、と人狼をプレイしてる時にあの嘘をつかなきゃいけない場面もあるじゃないですかその時に手が震えてしまうそうなんで。だから手が震えてるマンさんだそうです<笑>。まあい,いや、それはさておき。えっ、ー、と、まあ早速話していきたいと思うんですけど。No.1 I learned that the early morning lifestyle is not for me.So、um, to kind of catch you up with this, like the whole high school Class enrollment schedule concept. えっとまあ、その日本の高校とアメリカの高校のスタイルがちょっと違うと思うんですけどまずアメリカの高校って、まあ、むしろ中学校からそうなんですけど大学みたいにその個人で自分のスケジュールを組めるんですねで私の高校は、えー、と6コマあってでそのその6つの中で、まあ、自分の、まあえー、と国産シャーリーって4つのコアは絶対取んなきゃいけないんですけどそれ以外にエレクティブって言って Those are stuff that you want to take So you could take a band You could take a study hall Study hall っていうのは、まあ、自習ですね You could take a、um, like a、uh, performative arts、um, You could take I don't know what I was. Oh, yeah, you could take debate if you want. You could take. And then one of the stuff that are counted as electives are ASB. ASB っていうのは Associated Student Bodies. で、まあ、あの生徒会なんですけど So those are the core classes and elective classes. And for elective classes, everyone has to take two semesters worth of performative arts. Or is that performance arts? I don't even know. But so I had to take one year worth of performance related stuff. で、えっと、その6コマの中にそのパフォーマティブアーツのレクアイメントをたあの入れるのはちょっともったいないなと思ってでそれをしたくない人ができる、えっと、ことは何かっていうとその0次元目っていうのはその学校がオフィシャリーオフィシャリーって正式にあの始まる前に、えー、と1次元目前に、えー、と0次元目として、えー、と合唱団に入るとでそれを1年間やり続けるとパフォーマティブアーツのレクアイメントが取れるっていう仕組みなんですけど
so that's the structure of my high school. And after a year or two of you know, taking a choir, I've realized that morning is not for me. I'm definitely not an early bird or morning bird per se, and then I'm definitely a night owl. I would just like have this weird burst of energy at like 9 to 11 p.m. at night. So, like, so I would just like, I would still survive school. But then, like, was I awake for the entirety of that? Definitely not. Like, I was definitely, <laughs> definitely falling asleep for honestly, good chunk of the time, especially in junior and senior year. Um, and I would have this like weird burst of energy at like 4 p.m. because it's like after school sports time, and then I would get tired for um, like during dinner, you know, the post dinner kind of slump came in, and then at like honestly, like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., that's when I get the most creative, like that's when that's the prime time for me to let's say like write an essay. Or do something that I've been pushing off. And sometimes, like, I get that, like, I come up with like a weirdest idea or the best ideas post like 1 a.m. And that is very much the case for me since high school till now. And in high school, I was like, oh, like, I should probably change it, you know, like, なんかどっかで... 朝,を朝早起きなもうなんか早起きは3問の得っていうぐらいその早起きすればするほどいいみたいなのがあるじゃないですか。And for the longest time I was like, oh, like I gotta be a morning bird. And now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of a given up a little bit or given in and be fine with it. But high school was like the time that I realized that like maybe morning is not for me. I'm definitely a night owl.、Um, this is not a lesson that you might find it beneficial. Like, 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 It's performative activism is real. That、uh, high school is the time when I learned that is very real. Let me, let me describe what, I,、uh, what my experience was. So, in high school, I mean, I'm sure if you went through this like, college application in the States,、um, you are probably aware that you're not really.、Um, Being looked for just academics. Academics is not everything. If not, that's only a portion of your application. You gotta talk about like your athleticism, your overall personality, charisma, school support,、um, which I, I kind of talked about in the previous episode. <clears throat> Shameless plug. Like,、uh, if you are curious about what counts for your college application, Please go over to my previous episode, Affirmative Action,、uh, about affirmative action. Anyways, yeah, so basically, academics is not everything. And in that, volunteering is one of the most important parts in your college applications. 
and naturally i feel like high school is the time when a lot of people start doing volunteering for the college application and and like it makes me so sad but at the same time like it, i can't kind of blame students sometimes including me too like not excluding me at all like i i can't blame students for getting becoming this like performative in terms of activism because we're kind of told to focus so much on like getting into as best college as possible anyway one of the examples that i that i felt it is when um i started getting involved in this student club called daraja club daraja stand or uh, means bridge in kiswahili and swahili is a language that is spoken in kenya and numerous other countries but one of them is kenya and what daraja club is about is um we support this secondary school called daraja academy in Kenya uh, both financially and also like we invite some of the Daraja students come over to the states uh, for a couple weeks and then you know do some like language exchange or uh, like help them do the shadowing in uh, in our school and so that's what the student club was about I got involved in the early like freshman year um, and you know it it has a lot to do with volunteering it has a lot to do with um like raising money for better education very much of a humanitarian aspect and i remember in junior year um i started you know taking some leadership roles in that club and i recruited a couple of students who just started high school so they're freshmen and i remember one of the girls um who showed up was like yeah like i'm very interested in uh this club and excited to be a part of it because you know college application right like it really helps with college application and i was like what the okay excuse my french but like what the hell like i was like it makes sense and i cannot blame them for thinking about college application and how like being involved in this student club like the Raja club would help them getting to a better college and honestly like I'm guilty of thinking that way too but the core goal for me is to better help or make this club as bigger of an influence as possible in the school so then we can raise more money for the Raja students and for this girl to just come up to me straight up saying like oh yeah i'm joining because this is good for college app i'm like wow like kudos to you for being honest but then also at the same time like it just shows how how common it is to just join a club or start something or do something quote unquote good because it's for the benefit for yourself and that's performative right and it's so sad like that's one of the examples that made me sad but another one is that like 
people joke about it after going to college of that how like how a lot of kids who make this like non-profit organization in high school kind of stops doing whatever they did in high school once they start going to college um you know it's like oh yeah like that non-profit mpo that you quote-unquote fund it where did that go after high school like there's a meme there's ironic memes of it and it just shows like how performative it is and how you know self-beneficial it is and it is very real i don't know if it's the case in japan because or somewhere else like elsewhere because at least in japan i know that like volunteering work doesn't really count for college application really um it's solely on your academic performance as of now so you know i feel like the activism that you might be involved in high school life might not be as performative and i this is not to say that like oh yeah all these like humanitarian efforts that you do in high school is bullshit excuse my french again but that's not what i'm saying but like it's i see a handful of examples where i just like and then i'm also guilty of it i'm also guilty of like implanting that idea to my sister my younger sister as well like people would say like oh you should probably start doing this to show that you think this is important to college you know and like some of them survives and some of them just like goes beyond high school and college so it becomes actually something that's helpful for others but i think high school is the time when it becomes way more real um and i said i'm guilty of it because in high school again like i said i was very involved in the raja academy or the raja student club and i was very very involved in and i truly am still i believe in their values and whatnot and in college i tried to bring it to my university and make a branch like first undergraduate branch for the raja academy that supports students at the raja and it didn't go as well i mean like the club still exists but then i don't even know who's inheriting a club um there's still a name called the raja at berkeley and if you if you ever like look up on like the student club in uc berkeley we still exist but um it failed and you know like at first i kind of like made an excuse of like oh like it was covid and the daraja academy itself stopped like in person school for a bit so it was hard for us to communicate yes like it was true but then at the end of the day like that's still an excuse right like if i at the end of the day i kind of prioritize my my gpa my well-being my friendships that i had here and not to say that like that's bad but if i really really prioritize like being able to help daraja students in kenya to maintain quality education even in pandemic i would have done it and this is to say that i didn't prioritize enough so i don't want to I don't want to belittle my my uh 
interest and passion for and the support for Daraja by saying like, oh yeah, it was all performative. But I think in every single one of us, like there is a bit of like, kato, like a dilemma where we ask ourselves like, okay, how much of this support is like actually for like self benefits? Like how much of it is like, and how much of it is actually helping? And high school is the time that I really saw it or started questioning it. So that's number two. That got really heavy all of a sudden. And it's, oh my god, we're 19 minutes in. So let's go to number three. Number three is also important. Confronting a friend doesn't mean the end of a friendship. Um, this has probably has to do with like my language barrier too, but I did not know how to confront a friend in English when I had something to say to them. And at first, like, okay, like I don't want them to dislike me and whatnot, but I met a friend who I truly was able to like, like, にであってでその子が1個その私を傷つけたわけじゃないんですけどちょっと嫌だなって思ったことをえっと周りにしてたんですねen I said like I don't I don't want to I don't feel like I need to go in details but moral of the story is that like I saw it I saw her doing it and I was like mm, it's kind of not it's kind of like not doing I mean it's not helping anyone else and then I, I was I kind of felt that it was selfish for her to do such thing so I confronted her saying like hey um, I kind of saw you doing this and also like think that other people would be feeling this could you not do it and that was the very first time I confronted someone or a friend um, and Kudos to her because like she made me a space where I can be honest with her and I wouldn't be able to do that without her doing that for her at first uh, to begin with but I used to think that like oh if I ever confronted a friend then that means it's just like the, the end of a friendship but I think she helped me realize that it's not like depending on how you go about it depending on how you um like like construct words in a way that is probably something not only the end of a relationship but like if not it strengthen your relationship with your friend and i think it's kind of something that's honestly easier in english um than japanese solely because of this like language the characteristics as a language i think english it's easier to form this like very third perspective very like objective like sentences whereas like japanese is a little more like emotional and like 日本語ってちょっとふわっとした言い方はできるんですけど 英語ってもうちょっとなんか合理的にそのなんか感情とかは別に私はこう思うでこう感じたからこうしてほしいみたいなちょっとなんか建設的にやる言い方がいやあの英語の方がやりやすいと思うんですね。
だからその高校に行って初めてそのちょっと自分の英語のレベルが上がってきた時にあなんか友達にこういうふうに言いたいなって思った時に、えー、と初めて言えたのが、えー、と高校あれ4年かな最後の年だったんですね結構時間かかってたんですけど。So that's when I realized that confronting a friend doesn't mean the end of a friendship. That's number three. Going to number four. Um, okay, leading to that, I guess.、Um, evil or quote unquote mean people are not evil. A lot of them, they're just immature or insecure.、Um, actually, I, I might take that back. Like, actually, I don't think I've realized this well in high school, but looking back, a lot of examples that I think about these that come from high school. Um, I won't go too much into details, but again, like, like a friend that I you know, actually confronted and actually became like one of the times when I feel like it strengthened our friendship,、um, there are some people who are just mean. There are just people who are just cold. There are people who are just like, what the heck? Like, why do you do this? And I used to think that they're just. That, like mean, evil, bad, whatever. But then I realized that a lot of them came from their immaturity. So, one, they needed, they just simply needed time to grow. It was like a matter of time. Or two, they were just insecure and they're just projecting their insecurity to someone else so that they feel a little better. So, they either needed time or they needed some work. That sounds like めっちゃ上から目線な感じなんですけど I think it's very true and I don't think it's the only case for high schoolers I think it, you can say the same thing for anyone really、um, and you know なんか高校にいる時になんか嫌なことされたとかえなんでこんなことするねみたいなことがあった時にその怒った時は多分私もあんまり自信なかったので I myself was pretty insecure with my like race and language and whatever so like I took that pretty personally and be like oh like everyone hates me whatever but then looking back I was like wait I, why do I need to feel bad about this like it has nothing to do with me actually they're probably the one who needed help more um And I think one of the most more like sensitive e x a m p l e is、um, this election that happened in 2016. So, I was in school for three years. I was in school for three years. I was in school for three years. 日本があかんやろ、えー、とトランプが当選した、えー、とトランプ内閣になった、えー、と年なんですけどあれ内閣って大統領でもいいのかな、まあ、そこはちょっとさておき、まあ、トランプが当選した年なんですね。And、um, when he became the president, I mean the reaction of students and teachers were like、I'm, I've never seen that much of a reaction when it comes to like political things. And mind you, like I live in California, the bluest state 
that exist in the states bluest っていうのは、まあ、デモクラティックの人が、まあ、マジョリティなあの州なんですけど but I've realized that in high school that actually there are good number of Republicans or Trump supporters that are just not being vocal、um, and you know I used to think that like if you If you turn on the TV or like watch YouTube videos and then like look up like Trump supporters, a lot of them are like very loud and sensitive, unreasonable, just like so selfish. That's what they're being portrayed. And I believe that some of them are like act that way. But high school was the first time when I realized that like not like just because they believe in this political belief doesn't mean that they're purely evil or selfish. Like, they do have a reason to believe that way, and whether they're like they should believe that way or not, we gotta understand that, you know, those for those like, people who don't understand or who we don't understand their belief in, at least we gotta do our part in like trying to understand where they're coming from. And some of them is like, You know, insecurity and immaturity. And when it comes to this example of trans supporters, some of them might be immature in terms of like just lack of diversity in the way they are educated.、Um, and then some of them might be their insecurity. It might be the job insecurity. They might be the ones who are in the States for generations and generations. And they are taking on the jobs that. Lots of immigrants are taking over, and they feel like their job security is at risk. So it comes from insecurity, right? And so it's not like just they're born with this like evil thoughts. It might be that like their environment, their, the way they grew up is just that like help them form the opinions that they have right now. And again, like I'm talking about very controversial and sensitive topics, so I won't go too much de- into details of like what I specifically believe in. But then high school was the first time when I realized that, like, oh, wait, I used to think that, like, you know, people like those are just evil and they're just born that way or made that way or built that way. But then I realized that it's not that. A lot of times they're immature or insecure. And it kind of helped me build a little bit more sympathy or at least like understanding for them.、Um, so that was the fourth thing that I learned in high school, which I think is very, very helpful.、Um, not just for political argument and stuff like that, but then for friendship or like when you come across like this friend who does like some like seemingly unreasonable things to you, and then you're like, what the heck? Like, why are they like. So weird this way. Like, why do they do these kind of stuff? And I realized that, like, okay, they're just like insecure. And the moment you think that way, you start to feel bad for them instead of like talking talking shit about them. Excuse my French again. But, you know, talking behind their back instead of that, you start to feel almost like bad for them. So、um, that kind of turning point happened in high school. So, going on number five,、um, I guess like continuing on with like a little bit more of a serious topic here.
Number five, unfortunately, race is one of the first ways people profile you. It subtly determines a lot of stuff. これアメリカの高校、まあ、日本の高校でも、まああのー、なんだろう外国の人が、まあ、生徒として在学生としていたら、まあ、それも、あのー、関係してくると思うんですけどアメリカの高校は特にその人種が、まあ、名前とか背丈とかそれこそ、まあ、性別よりもはるかに人種がまずその一番最初にその。人っていうものの第一印象につながるんだなっていうのがもう痛いほど分かりましたね。The high school that I went to is a partially、uh, boarding school. So half or more like 30% of the students are boarding school, school students and the rest of them are just day students. So like the normal students who live here and then commute to high school. Um, boarding school っていうのは、まあ、あの宿舎というか、えーとまあ、ほとんどの子が、えー、と外国から来てる、まあ、留学生みたいな感じなんですけどある人は1年間だけとかある人は4年間ずっといるんですけど、まあ、外国の留学生が 30% ぐらいいたんですかねで I realized that in general、um, the students who are Who come from abroad are a lot of them are from Asia. So let's say like Korea, China, or like the majority of them,、um, some of them from Nigeria. And there are sometimes,、uh, there come sometimes students from Hungary and Germany.、Um, just because I think there's like a, we have a special relationship with like Hungarian school, whatever, I don't know. But there are a couple of Hungarian and German students who come to my high school every year. And mind you, like, I get so frustrated hearing about and then seeing these, like, abroad students from Asia treated differently from abroad students from Hungary and Germany. When, so when it comes to, like, Uh, boarding students from Asia, they're kind of like their own group a lot of times. Not always, but a lot of times they form their own group and speak in lang-、uh, their language a lot of times and stuff like that. And then maybe it's their choice, but then some of them, I feel like a lot of day students, so let's say like an American student, kind of isolate them, alienate them. But when it comes, when Hungarian or Germany, German, like European abroad students come over, all those like quote unquote popular kids welcome them in, like talk to them. <laughs> like, funnily enough, like a lot of them dated them.、Um, and they're just like, the way they get treated is so different, and it frustrated me so much.、Um, and I took that as like a racial thing. I took that as like, okay, like if you're Asian and came to America, because there are just like so many of us, maybe that's the reason, or maybe there's like a, some racism, I don't know. But because you're from Asia, you're kind of like, oh, like what are they, what are they doing? But then when you're from Europe, 
for some reasons, a lot of people are like, wow, like that's so exciting, that's so interesting. And for all of a sudden, their accents became adorable. And I don't know why, like I have some ideas, but I can't really say why that is because I'm not a freaking like researcher on this. But I always had this like weird sense of like when European abroad students came in, granted, like. Most of them are very nice people and they're very kind people, and I love being friends with them. But then I felt so weird comparing how Asian abroad students are treated when Hungarian and German students are like being welcomed with, like, you know, both hands open to like even like popular, quote unquote, popular kids to like every, every student in the spectrum. And I felt weird about it. Um, and the second example or third example, two examples that I have here is、um, when, when there was like a dance party season came in. So, American schools have a dance party that is in the same way. And so, Sadie's style party is that what it is is that like, typically. And this in itself might be a little controversial at this point, but like typically, Then naturally, like all my girlfriends are like, oh, like should we ask and whatever, whatever. And there's one girl who walked up to me and said, like, oh, like what if you ask, like, Guy A, Guy B, Guy C, and she named like all, like what, like seven, eight of them, and then I realized that all of them are Asian. And I have no problem with it, but the next thing she said was like, oh yeah, like you can probably ask all of these because, like, Wako, like you're kind of pretty for an Asian girl. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, Granted, like again, my confidence, like my self esteem was not this high yet.、Um, so I took that pretty personally. I was like, okay, maybe like Asian girls are actually not like as pretty as other girls. So maybe she can say that. But, you know, it kind of left me in a bad taste in my mouth when she said that, like, oh yeah, Wako, like you're pretty for an Asian girl. I was like, damn. Um, okay. Thanks, I guess. You know, it was weird. And there's another time when、um, this guy that I honestly haven't really talked to before this, but I was,、um, I was on track. There's a guy who just like walked up to me and he was like, Wako, like, are you Japanese? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, so you're J. Like, I don't even want to say this word because I don't know if it's allowed, but it's like, it, it's spelled J A P. And it's a word that American people used to use during the World War II when they were like,、um, they, when they were like almost like demonizing Japanese people, okay? They're like N word equivalent for African American people, okay? And so he was like, Oh, so you're Japanese? And I was like, Yeah. And then, So you're a Jap. 
And I was like, wait, what? Um, yes, I am, but not at the same time. I was, I was not offended, to be honest, because it was just confusing. Because I, I, at that point, like, I was not that insecure with my own, like, ethnicity. Maybe with my race as an Asian, like, there are some, like, you know, superior complex and whatever. But then, like, as Japanese, like, I felt nothing bad about being Japanese other than being proud of it. So I didn't, I wasn't really offended, but I was just so confused of, like, why he would just, like, repeat pretty much the same thing. And so, again, this is all to say that, unfortunately, race is one of the first ways people profile you. Whether that puts you in advantage or disadvantage, it is one of the first thing, if not the first thing that people notice about you. Um, and, again, like high school, high school is the one when you, like, actually painfully realize that because I feel like kids we were not young enough to be more mature about going things about these but not wait yeah we were not old enough to be mature about these or more not educated enough to go more mature about these but like not young enough to be oblivious about it about it um so that was like the fifth thing that i learned in high school um えっとこれ喋り始めてもうすぐ40分になろうとしてるんでえっとちょっと前半と後半に分けていきたいと思います so i kind of ended on a kind of a heavy mode or heavy note um more of a serious note but I promise the second half is a little more little more light or a little more positive things. So hopefully at least um even then like hopefully you enjoyed it or find it somewhat helpful. Um if you なんかちょっと共感できるところがあれば、えっとぜひシェアしていただけたら嬉しいです。ではえっとこのここら辺でこのエピソード終わりにしたいと思います。I cannot speak for the life of me. Um, but again, it kind of ended on a serious note, but uh, I hope you still enjoyed it. And if so, uh, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave five stars on my podcast. It tremendously helped me feel more encouraged too, but also... Um, also uh, push the podcast to the front of the explore page um, and so yeah um, I think this will be it for this episode and thank you for listening see you in the next one bye bye